Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about movies. Imagine that. Uh, and uh, well, you want to try it again? That's not what this one is. Yeah, and stuff. I was saying and stuff. <laughs> We're movies and stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. it's, the show has lost a bit of focus. I can, I can admit that. We are the show about being an unfocused podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, like, honestly... You know, my favorite movie of last year was Twin Peaks Season 3, which is an 18-hour movie. So I get it. Like, I'm right there with you, Alex. Thank You're you. just there like, what is a movie, you know? What What is a TV show but a series yeah. of movies? Or a movie with breaks? And what is a podcast about bad books and movies and TV, if not not that? <laughs> Exactly. If not, if not a podcast about anything but that, uh, what we've really become is a really a podcast about dissecting literally the first sentence of the script, uh, or also a podcast about trying to find puns for months. <laughs> That's all right. If there's one thing we've coalesced around, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcon. I'm on Twitter uh, with an underscore in the middle, and I have an awesome panel with me today. First up, please welcome back in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Uh, you know what? I used to be Satan, but now I'm just going to be uh, the best darn uh, assistant manager this McDonald's has ever seen. I like your enthusiasm, kid. I I, I feel like I'm going to go far in the world, honestly. Like, I, I like, like this good gumption. Yeah. Good stick to Yeah, you do good. have a tendency to date coworkers, which can come back to bite you. Uh, not if the power dynamics and age differences are very awkward. <laughs> hey, man, I think those I both... Say- both I say always go for a dip in your fries in that company hot grease. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> that never I, goes poorly. Speaking I of hot like grease, uh, <laughs> our second guest today is Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. In Portland, Oregon, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Alex, I am so excited to be here this week. You know how I'm constantly talking about how three things I love in life. Animation. Eddie Murphy's coming to America. And the devil. <laughs> Why doesn't any one fiction combine these three elements? And finally, we found the perfect Venn diagram for me. I the believe, three things I love in life. I believe uh, one of our Facebook fans based solely on the description was like, sounds like coming to America. I mean, it is like this. Uh, so like, this show has got me thinking about, you know how like I've mentioned this before on the show, like one of my favorite, like, I love, like, high-concept pitches. Like, I love the way that you can say, like, okay, die hard, but on a boat, and it becomes the under siege. Or, yeah. like, die hard in a green room, yeah. and it becomes green room. Yeah. You know? I love, like, or, I uh, now want to take any movie and be, like, it takes place in Tokyo, and we add way more of the devil. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, no, it's coming to America with the devil. Yeah, it's just, like... The Godfather, but it takes place in Tokyo, and we add way more (laughs) with the devil. Yeah, before sunrise, but it takes place in Tokyo, and we add way more of the devil. What what about it's uh, Fast and Furious uh, prequel, but we add Tokyo (laughs) and way more of the devil. Oh my God, I'm so down for that. The fuck the, the trouble Vin and Han can get up to with the devil? Oh my god, I want to see guys, that movie. Wait, can we do the Devil's Advocate, but in Tokyo with way for the devil? I so do think just... the main problem of that movie was that uh, Keanu got to talk. So no, it's just yeah. So it's the Devil's Advocate for himself, who's also the devil. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like I want to see myself. that. 
<laughs> We're going to sell that client. movie before the end of this podcast. This is a great <laughs> idea. I love it. Uh, it's funny that you say that those are high-concept films because it seems like the laziest low-concept to be like, it's a diehard on a plane. It's Con Air. It seems like a real low-concept <laughs> yeah. film. But they're all awesome. Yeah, but yeah I mean, it does work. It's the secret to a good pitch. I mean, it, it's for years it's been like you take Die Hard and you shove it in another location and that's going to get you a, a movie done, you know? All right. Uh, and now I'm saying set it in Tokyo and add the devil to it. It's so, That's the new Die Hard. Speaking of uh, always a solid pitch, I guess, um, <laughs> she's at Bree Pruitt on Twitter in Southern California. Please welcome back Bree Pruitt. I'm happy to be here, and you know what? I will use my skills and talents to earn us money while you three research magic for our eventual, you know, our eventual uh, uh, rise to the top. I think it seems like a solid plan. There's no possible way that that's just a huge waste of time for all of us. No, I think Bree's right, because, like, if magic... You know, like if people know about magic at all, it must have existed at some point, and we can tap into that source. We can get all the magic back, and uh, then we can go back to using magic wastefully, as opposed to just when it's really, really important. But like I'm willing flyers. to make this sacrifice. Yeah, I and, appreciate uh, that. Uh, That's our our relationship. Uh, so yes. this, this is episode number four hundred and forty three of the Unfocused Podcast. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking today, as actually, uh, maybe you can weigh in on this. Would it be funny if I just decided that this was season two starting today? <laughs> I think you have to maybe retcon that a little bit, but yeah, it's probably. <laughs> I think I think here's the thing: season one was when like like, and then when when Anthony came on as a regular, basically when when or rather when Chris and Tanya were both recast as Anthony. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about that 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 could be called season two, and actually when when Tanya came on. Uh, as a regular, when you first had your baby, that could oh, be season right. two. But it's this funnier if it's re- unrelated to anything. It's just se- uh, 444 is the beginning of season two. And then we just have 444 episode seasons. And we just <laughs> take a week off. Wait, so is it just any time we reach the number of, of like episodes as like um, like a Jay-Z song? That's when we get yeah. to like, oh, that's wow. when we reset the season. I, if we ever get up to like something we count in blueprints, uh, we'll be pretty good too. <laughs> I mean, we, I we, say we go the opposite way and call it like season zero next, like oh, this prequel oh, season. You it's know? a prequel season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, season prime. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, no bad way so, to reboot, guys. So this is episode four forty three. We've now done as many episodes as the number of roses in the floral arrangement that Travis Scott sent to girlfriend Kylie Jenner to celebrate the birth of their daughter. Oh, apparently I should have. Uh, I think I owe Sarah like several batches of flowers. Well, so the baby was born at four forty-three p.m. Hence the four hundred forty-three roses. Um, although there, I guess he's lucky uh, for his wallet that they don't measure in military time because that would be so many more roses. Yeah, and I don't think you need that. I think you need just any hours of sleep and not necessarily roses. Well, all you Kardashian fans know that this was a secret. Uh, pregnancy, secret baby unleashed on the public, so he probably didn't even know, and he was just so excited that that <laughs> felt like found a out good at number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I so the Jenners to me are they're kind of like the shimmer in Annihilation. Like I'm just really unclear of what's happening back there, but I'm scared. That's all I know. 
Ooh, uh, I think it's similar for me because in that I don't understand most of that sentence. <laughs> oh, you should <laughs> watch bad. Annihilation. It's one of my favorite movies I've watched in the last year. But um, Anthony didn't like it, so what are you going to do? It's, it's it's pretty. I I've come around on it a bit. I, uh, but yeah, they do match my like my movement whenever I'm around them. So I know what you're saying, Alex. <laughs> I don't know, there's just something about it where I just like yeah. I feel like this was the closest I've penetrated into the shimmer yeah. of the of the the Kardashians just to look up this and I read an article and I felt like I knew less afterwards and then I I tried to cuz there was a bunch of other flowers from people and I don't know how the Jenners are related to the uh to the Kardashians. I know the Kardashians were in that OJ Simpson movie. Anyway, it's just like it's one of those things where I feel like I missed it and I can't catch up. So trying to catch up is a waste of energy. Hmm. Do you ever do that with like a news story where you're like, well, I missed the first couple weeks. I'll never figure out what's happening in the Middle East. Yeah. I yeah. I, I have a hard time keeping tabs on a lot of things. <laughs> is that is that what we're saying? Yeah, like you know how you just stopped reading news ten years ago because you missed one week? Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean that's exactly where I am. What's happened? Is everything good going on out there? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't well, paid attention in a while. Everything's solid, right? I, I you... left because I I checked out and I was just like assuming a bunch of responsible adults were in control. That's still in happening, right? Stuff's pretty good. How do you feel about walls? Um, you know, I'm pretty okay with it. I I really like you know. For every bad wall, there's no. For every Wonder Wall song by Oasis, there's like Wall, the Wall by Pink Floyd. So I think it's a pretty <laughs> even balance, you know. How do you feel about Wallflowers? Oh, I mean, I think for every you know the band, the Wallflowers, there's, <laughs> there's eight perks of being a Wallflower. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, it's all. Of, like I said, life is balance. You know me. I'm all about that. That like just vibe. <laughs> one thing you know about Anthony. Anyway, speaking of distorted reality, this week we're talking about The Devil is a Part-Timer, the 2013 anime based on the light novels of the same name. Why are we doing this? It is the finale and the final episode of Anime. Anime. And uh that's what we're about. We're about pun name Portmanteau months. Uh anime is over. We did it, you guys. We made it through. Alex, I think you mean Portmont's toes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely meant that. Uh, this, oh no! This was uh, the the last anime that got the highest number of votes among our meat buddies. Sorry to all of our that we didn't weren't able to get to everything. Uh, I know a few people had things they wished we got to, to do, and I there was some. I did get a little bit of shade from someone on Twitter because we did the royal wedding in the middle of anime, and that that was taking one day away from anime. But I just want to to be fair. We were always planning on doing one episode. Uh, it was just going to be uh, that wasn't like a traditional anime. We were going to do um, Space Jam because it's animated, and then I was going to make that joke. Mm-hmm. And so, really, the royal wedding bumped Space Jam, and it didn't bump it forever. Just from this month, I'm going to find a way to force it into something. Well, I'm, <laughs> there's also like kind of a nice like comfort in the fact that like anime is such a broad subject that there's no way we could have covered it even if we wanted to if we really wanted to dive deep into anime there's no Which way I we didn't. could possibly do that <laughs> exactly so we did the minimum alex would let us <laughs> for anime <laughs> which is still we did a, solid a good amount of anime it's still we've watched you've gone your whole life without watching zero anime 
And now you've watched hours of anime. I mean, I have yeah. watched two shows, no, three shows on this podcast previously. That's the only anime experience I have. Um, I've watched two about swimming and one about figure skating. This is our, <laughs> this is a big branching yeah. out. But uh, next I really time appreciate- you come over to watch Westworld, I'm just gonna play Akira, and you probably won't know the difference. But you'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like, I wow, do spend a lot of time all- being confused during Westworld yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's all animated now, but you'll be into it. Like, it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, weird! They went into Shogun World, and it turned into an anime. That's kind of a neat decision. <laughs> Oh, the cartoons are coming to life and murdering <laughs> artists. Um, anyway, so that's anime. Uh, thank you for everybody who voted. Thanks for our Meat Buddies. You can vote. Uh, you can become a Meat Buddy in order to vote if you go to read-sweet.com slash Meat Buddies, and you'll automatically be able to uh, suggest topics and vote on other topics. And we got a bunch of... We got our first round of votes in for uh, our next month, which we will talk about at the end of the show. So I have some exciting uh, movies coming up in Welcome to the June Goal, our June month. Uh... I don't know if you heard that pause. That was me relishing it after I said it. Uh, I'm uh, all about like Jungian philosophy, like psychology. Oh, like, oh welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, it's gonna be a good month. We're gonna we're gonna like really get into mask and ego. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's a hell of a month if so we're like one we of us is gonna be disappointed. I don't know who yet. Con- one of us is gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about uh, let's let's quickly talk about uh, the Devil's a Part Timer. So uh, I just have a very short su- summary of it. Uh, so here's what's going on. You guys feel free to jump in, play play jazz with me. There is this alternate dimension, and it seems, from all accounts, to be shittier than the current our dimension sub one. I guess is what we'll D- call it. Depending uh, on who you are in it, I will if say. you're a demon, yeah. that other world seems way better. But if you're mm. not a demon and there's just demons flying around torturing you to death and technology is stalled out at horse and buggy, yeah, um, yeah. it seems not great. Un- know, unless, magic, unless you're into man. that kind of thing. They got, like, just think about a universe in which magic is overflowing. Like, they, there's like a big contrast between that like, world and our world and the fact that magic doesn't really exist here anymore. Like, there are people who just live out in the wilderness and just be like, Dude, we're deep in magic. That's fun. Like that's cool, right? But they have they have all this magic, and then they're just like plowing fields by hand. It feels like they're not using it well. Well, I mean, I just rewatched uh, Black Panther, and there's definitely like they definitely they are still hurting some like animals, like uh, like a natural way, along with like all their advanced uh, technology. Like maybe it's fun to like have both, you know. The classics never go out of style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just want to herd, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's something for everybody, you know? Like, in, in the technology, you know, the world where there's that kind of technology, I'm still going to want to whittle, you yeah. know? Yeah maybe, yeah. maybe it's all these magicians where, like, they were doing everything by magic, and they were like, I feel like I've lost connection with the land. And then there yeah. was a big get back to whittling movement. And like, also, like, wouldn't you be psyched if you're in, if the entire universe was four continents shaped like a cross with one center giant island? Like, think and then about all the outside easier. ones were attacking the inside one. Yeah, but just it's re- like a really logical game of risk. Re- yeah, remove <laughs> all that drama. Just think about how easy travel would be. It would be amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to go to up? No, let's go down this time. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I want that universe. You know how oh, man, I actually bought a ticket across? to over. Ugh. 
Uh, so the the devil is in charge of this island, and he is locked in mortal battle with a hero, and they fight really hard, and they battle to a tie. Mm. And uh, so the devil and the servant and his servant, instead of hopping on the airplane back to up where they live, um, they take the only reasonable course of action, um, which is to jump through a portal not knowing where it's going to go, end up in <laughs> modern Tokyo where they are assumed to be cosplayers by the local police. Yeah, I mean... Teenage it's, cosplayers. It's, Teenage cos- not, it's not really like he, they battle to a tie. It's more of like they battle to the devil loses, and he's like, he flips the board over and goes, well, I'm just not going to play your game anymore, and runs away. I mean, you like, say I mean, it like you're upset at the devil not playing by the uh, rules. Yeah, I think that's pretty. that's pretty fair to expect that. I mean, really, it's on her for not expecting him to flip up, for being like, well, surely the, the devil will lose gracefully. <laughs> I feel like the devil's going to take this pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they end up in modern-day Tokyo, and their magic is way weaker here. So they, the, all they can do, uh, or they, all they can figure out to do, is to rent an apartment and get a part-time job in fast food at the, uh, the lawsuit-waiting-to-happen restaurant mcronald's the logo being two golden arches turned sideways into an e as if they were standing on its hind legs i mean really this is like it's we're lucky the that the uh, tokyo is not a litigious country the city the japan is not a litigious country (laughs) we're lucky that they're not going to go after you for for maligning them i mean they've been doing a whole country that was a compliment i mean the rest it goes the restaurant that. looks good, though. I mean, there's no there's no slander. They're hardworking. Uh, you know, the devil is doing great work. Yeah. 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 I do think I, that uh, maybe the restaurant bet, would be sued, though. No, I would think. No, but I, I think I bet McDonald's is getting, like, a good tax break for employing a, formal, a former devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also... Devil so, back to work program. Like, yeah. one of my favorite things and least favorite things about this this show is, like, okay, so, like, the the him working at McDonald's seems to me to be a Please direct callback. Please do call say back. McRonald's. I don't want them McRonald's. to sue us, too. Seems to be a direct callback to coming, in Ameri- coming to America where the main character works at uh, Wacko- well, McDonald's, right? Like, <laughs> the, there's a McDonald's substitute yeah. in that exact same movie. What is so it? What really? I, oh, yeah, geez. This yeah. is a bad movie. It is literally, like, but the thing is, like, coming to, again, the genius of coming to America is, like, they face that head-on. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Yeah, I said it exactly. <laughs> but, like, in, in coming to America, they, it's, like, acknowledge that they're ripping off McDonald's, and that's, like, a part of the plot. While in this oh. movie, this show, it's, like, well, this is just a sideways, you like, they, they traveled into a universe that is almost identical to ours, except for McDonald's is called McDonald's and KFC is called SFC. <laughs> Makes every, all the difference. Everything is exactly else the same, but there is an alternate reality. In what does the these, S stand for, Anthony? I don't mean... I don't Seattle remember. Seattle Southern Chicken just did really well. Actually, People love it. So there are a lot of different, like... like like American place name fried chickens like out in the world, I'll say. Yeah. Are there? Like the, yeah, no, well like I mean like yeah. Like like I remember Kentucky this in, just in won the battle of our brains, but there's like a Tallahassee fried chicken. 
if you like go to like uh, like London, I remember like there's a lot of different fried chicken places where it's just like there's a this is not all Kentucky, man. It's definitely not. Well, there isn't there like there are like uh, there are actual ripoffs like this where it's like Starbucks and stuff. There are places where they do that. Mm. Just you wouldn't do it in the U.S. because it'd be too easy to sue. Yeah, like that. I mean, there's man, a place. I, I, there's a place around here that sells just meat that was called Olympic Provisions, and the Olympics sued them right. for fear there would be confusion with like a salami dealer and an international <laughs> sports competition. I respect uh, the Olympics for wanting to be able to expand into salami if they want yeah, to. Yeah, they have to keep that market open for themselves. That's true. You never know, man. Maybe I'll tap out on like you know, the, well, because like you know, the the total addressable market of like all the countries. They pretty much got all the countries already, so they got to find sure. a different thing to do. <laughs> or the other way, they were worried that maybe the salami dealer was going to be like, "Look, we're hitting charcuterie so hard, we should consider uneven parallel bars." <laughs> Just, I think uh, salami is a perfect metaphor, you know, just everything in the world jammed in to a casing and then, you know, it <laughs> cures for eight months. Yeah, just take thin slices and uh, yeah. yeah, it's perfect. There's something for everybody is what I'm saying. There's spices, <laughs> Yeah, it's meats, who knows what else. And every culture does have a form of like garbage meat in tube form. So yeah. <laughs> It does seem like an international uh, thing we've all agreed on. Can I can I have that Netflix series from you where you're like you're like the David Chang you're just like touring the world is like you know what guys I really want to see all your garbage meat in tube form come at me and we'll that make some like dick more jokes. of a vice show but yeah I'd be into it garbage meat uh, that actually form. does sound like a in the in parentheses in it tube does form. yeah yeah I would never eat like a garbage vice has meat a show vice has a whole show about ice cream right now yeah. Yeah, they just pick stuff. <laughs> they do just pick stuff. Why not me? I will eat yeah. all of one genre. Um. Anyway, so they so he's working at. McDonald's. Wait, wait, wait. Side note, real quick, real quick, Alex. Mm-hmm. What is that genre you can only eat for the rest of your life? Well, no, not for. That's not what I said. The, uh, you you got renewed for every for every season forever, but it's like a full like you know it's a real sweetheart deal for the for the network, and they just they wait, will they get contr- you. To, I, I, I should have yes. read this contract closer. <laughs> you should have, but Alex, you didn't. Say pie, say pie, say pie. Yeah. Oh, because pie could be sweet or savory. Thanks, Brie. I stole long enough anything. for Brie to save me. Tag in. All right, <laughs> you got pie forever. I hope you like it. It's. I mean, I actually had I had a, a savory pie for the first time recently. It was very good. It's just, wait, wait, wait. So you've only had one savory pie so far, and you're like, you know what? I'm all in on pie. <laughs> what other food have I had is one for one. I mean, that's a hundred percent. Also, like once you get that full spectrum, once you like know what a sweet pie is, and then you get a savory, you're like, oh, I get how this works. I've had pot pie before, but I'd never had a like British restaurant make me a normal uh, pasty or yeah. It was pasties. Yeah. Yeah. It was pasty, a pie. Anyway. So the point is, <laughs> I feel like this is the, my right level of interest in the show. I wish I was more engaged. <laughs> um, Man, did we talk anything about the show yet? Have we, are we fair? Oh, point four oh, of Jesus. nine. Uh, so he's working damn. at McDonald's. He's a very hard worker, as we alluded to earlier. He is really into selling. Ooh, there one food that we heard a lot about was black pepper fries, and mm. I'm sold. Yeah, well, Devil's a good salesman. Well, yeah. I mean, it it really goes into like you. One of the things about like being in like the epicenter that is America is that you hear about uh, what like 
foreign versions of your fast food is like. Oh, yeah. And it always sounds like, minus the countries that love mayonnaise too much because all of their fast food <laughs> sounds gross. Because it's always just like, oh, Looking it's you, just Canada. like your fast food, but they pit a ton of mayonnaise. Like, they just dump it in mayonnaise. That's gross. But there's a lot of other countries that are like, it's, it's like your fast food, but it's better in all these ways. And it always sounds, this food, this show really made me think like, I bet they do have them have it better and not just cover everything in mayonnaise it was i did i feel like you hear so often with mcdonald's specifically i have heard isn't there like in chicago or something when there's a mcdonald's that sells all their crazy food from other countries oh that's cool that sells like their international menus or something i think they did that and it's like yes you can have the like the the green tea milkshake and uh and uh i mean that's the main thing i can't remember what else i'm sure they have like croissants and stuff a lot of mayonnaise on everything but anyway i i think that's kind of neat but black pepper fries i'm sold i like a i like pepper on a fried thing um he also has a love interest who dresses like a catholic schoolgirl all the time at work and they date real s- smoothly except for she finds out he's the devil later oh but also but she's cool with it right like yeah, i skipped around a little chill bit with in the it, episode, yeah. but yeah yeah, I, I watched the first five in a row, and then I was going to skip ahead to find the ending out, but I'd watched more than I needed to of the early parts, so I, I called it a day. Um, I was like, I let myself have that one. Um, but he meets this tall redhead who uh, early on, who he's like very kind to, but then it turns out she's his arch nemesis, Amelia the Hero. And Man. apparently she also jumps through that portal, and she's also like just hanging out. But she's still like she's got a little bit of magic. She's like nicer. Um, it did, but it didn't change her personality as much as the <clears throat> devil into good young citizen. With her, it just like made her a little bit uh, less powerful. But like she still wants to kill the devil and put him way down in a hole. Yeah, well, I think though, on the whole, Tokyo seems to be improving most people that 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 are are, are dropping through that portal. Yeah, if you think that if we we're gonna like launch people through a portal who we don't like we just like drop in tokyo it'll turn well, into hard-working humble people i mean i think it made like sophia coppola's movies better so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so it turns uh amelia into like you know like a little chiller version but she's trying to kill the devil but then uh right when she's about to kill him they get attacked by a super team from their home dimension of another demon and a bishop friend of Amelia's, and they're strong together, like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and they are um, just <laughs> fucking shit up in Japan. And so then the devil, like he's like he's like I'm LeBron, and so next year I'm gonna move to the Lakers probably and build another super team to compete. So um, Stop. he has to uh, he has to bring in the hero, and then they. I just I want to say I'm pretty sure these jokes will age really really well in like three years. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I mean, they might not age in three days. Like, at this point <laughs> in the recording, we don't know who's going to win either of those series. Um, uh, that's a great point. Well, anyway. I, mean, I, just, I just love that Alex, you know, bringing a lot of himself here this episode. <laughs> and also, he's bringing a lot of his own opinions. He's like, you know, you know I what had... you guys listen to this show for? Sports. <laughs> <laughs> we are a show about sports. We always have been. Yeah, always Read it and sports. You want Alex's hot takes on, like, what's happening with these athletes. I just watched two basketball games and in 25 hours and so i'm feeling real saucy with my hot takes about basketball 
but I do like so there there was a super team that came in and then so the devil and Emmy had to form an unlikely alliance and then they fought away um other demon and that's what happened for the first five or so episodes um uh it's mostly just a a combination of like modern kid stuff mixed with like hellfire hellfire and torture demons just kind of like a saucy mix of those two I think it would have been better if more people loved jellyfish but that's just me (laughs) I mean I thought maybe having the devil would make me more intrigued than I was with just jellyfish and drama nope that's fine that's fine what did you guys think? Well, actually, before we find out what you thought, let's just do compliments, huh? That's our normal thing. We like to yeah, yeah. 28 minutes in and end with a compliment. Um, <laughs> uh, it's our uh, our compliment sandwich. how we stay, stay fair and legitimate criticism. Ezra, you are uh, up first. What's your major compliment for the devil is a part-timer? I mean, I, I really I like deeply love like high concept uh, anything, really. Yeah. Uh, I love the devil also as, like a, as, the, as that element. Um, like... Uh, and, and also I, I, I think just like the part-time work is a really great thing to do. Like I, I would, I would see almost anyone as a part-timer. Uh, I didn't even know this is a phrase, uh, but it, like it's much, it's, it's, it's good. It's a phrase we deserve. Um, I, and so like, I think yeah, they may have painted themselves into a bit of a corner. Like what if he gets offered 30 hours a week or 38 hours a week or something? Uh, you Does know he what? Turn I it down? Like, yeah, I think he, he, you have to. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're locked to buy. I would see. I would, I'd like to see sort of the whole, like you know, the uh, I guess the MCU, like the uh, Devil's a part timer, like part timer universe. I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. Just all the different things that people that are end up being part timers. Like, does sure. anyone else have like a someone who they like to part time as as a thing? Um, who like who would like to like take them away from their normal place yeah. of being? Yeah, great. the blank is a part timer. I mean, I mm, Beyonce. I, yeah, Beyonce is a part timer. Oh, good. <laughs> I was going to say Elon Musk, and but then basically with him or with Beyonce, it's almost like undercover boss. It's like yeah. well, Elon, Elon Musk has enough, I think. Yeah, well, I don't think he can be full-time at both SpaceX and Tesla, so he That's is true. a part-timer. He probably is, is part-timer. Yeah, he's also uh, digging tunnels and uh, making real yeah. ass of himself There's on no the internet. There's no way he's putting 30 hours uh, like a week into every single thing he does. So, yes, he is absolutely a part-timer. Do you feel like... Okay, you know who I... Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you feel like he's giving an appropriate amount of work-life balance to Grimes, or do you think she's like not getting as oh, much boy. attention as she deserves? This is a story that we were asking about stories that like you missed part of, and then you don't like. You're, I'm, I'm lost on that one. Okay. Like I, I saw part of it late, too late. I was like, you know what? Pass. I'll, I'll, I'll take a mulligan on this. Never mind. I mean, I'm saying Grimes, but I should be saying the symbol for the speed of light. See, Ezra, you don't know what that is either. Now I'm I'm out of it now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like poker basically, except it's with like knowledge and like how yeah. oh, you were playing Myers poker with celebrity <laughs> news. Yeah. <laughs> Too rich for my blood, Alex. <laughs> okay, how about Bernie Sanders is a part timer? Oh. Because he already, you know, claims to understand the proletariat so well. Yeah. You know, let's see what he can do when he has to like, you know, wash his hands all the time and um, other fast food industry stuff. <laughs> I I kind of feel like you all are missing like the fun of the premise, which is like taking somebody in another fiction who's very busy with something else, and then making them a part time. Like imagine like Aragon the part time. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. like uh, the, like taking someone who has like a very established role, like Thor. 
the part timer. Sure, sure, sure. Wait, wait. Can we take? Can we take a very established role that isn't dealing with our bullshit? That is like has to come on and deal with like this bullshit. The Silver Surfer, the part timer. I'm into this. Like I'm into this, but I'm still sorry. I, my head is still thinking about Beyonce on Undercover Boss. I really like the idea of her like trying out as a backup dancer for her own show, yeah. but with glasses mm. on and then like pretending no thinking, one recognizes her. Well, I <laughs> like what if she sold merch at her show? Mm. You know, she had to sell oh, T-shirts. Yeah. This is Britney. So She's the new T-shirt sales salesperson. She looks a little bit like Beyonce, but with glasses. Yeah, <laughs> it, if we're doing Lord of the Rings stuff like Aragorn, can we do like Smog the Dragon, the part timer? Yeah, I'm loving this. <laughs> I would love to see like what the, what job you could like give Smog, like maybe like uh, drive-in movie uh, like uh, concessions. Why would that be like, a good thing for him? Well, he would fit. That's all. Like, I just need to, like an outdoor venue. <laughs> oh, you just for need to be in. big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a dragon, man. I don't know if you know it's in the name. Yeah, I, I do. I guess what I like about this show like is that... Like working security at OzFest would be a good job. <laughs> no, I was thinking... Smog, you know? I was like, thinking Burning Man. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. everybody would just assume that that was part of it. Yeah, and no he, one would call he, the he goes dragon to Burning pops. Man as an art. Yeah. yeah, he's the official yeah. burner of the man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so burning. Okay, the, the thing I like about this, though, about the show, is that the devil, like, ends up in Tokyo, has to get a job at McDonald's, and he's never, he's not bitter about it at all. He's just like, well, now we'll just he be the best really, at this thing. really game, yeah. And so I like picturing he's all the other He's less bitter than I am. He's what, better than you? He's less bitter than I am. Oh, yeah. I've been doing it for 20 years. yeah. I don't know anybody who has a, re- a day job who is as chill about it as he is. Um, he He's just so like, I guess I'll just be the best at this thing that I'm doing. And I'm not above any sort of job. Who cares that I am the lord of the underworld? I am just going to now be the lord of the drive-thru. And he just really yeah. focuses. I and really so, like his hustle. And so I, I, I like to picture that Smog as the uh, <laughs> bouncer at OzFest would just be really dedicated to making sure you didn't smuggle drugs inside. I'm going to bounce the most. Yeah. yeah, he would bounce everyone so hard. Uh, well, I mean, you got to think Smog would, you know, he would make judgment calls. He'd, he'd look <laughs> you over and be like, yeah, yeah, you, you enjoy those shrooms. You have a good time. I am going to blow your mind tonight. Have a good time. Have a great one. <laughs> uh, make sure you got a buddy with you and plenty of water. Get in there. <laughs> um, uh, Bree, why don't you go next? What's your major compliment for the devil's part-timer? Um, my major compliment would be just like the the service that the devil and Chai provide at McDonald's. They seem so committed. Um, yeah. He was going to use his magic to get those black pepper fries going. Yeah, because we're like and I feel like serious. every time I've ever been to a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, some machine has been broken, and no one's magicking them fixed. They're just like let like sorry, well, no coffee today, no milkshakes today. The, the ice cream has never worked. Yeah, yeah. At any McDonald's, yeah, the, yeah. The, the ice cream is all, is just a beautiful dream. <laughs> you need to get the devil in here to use his last little bit of magic, fix the ice cream machine. <laughs> that would be worth it. Um, I I completely. Uh, but yeah, Shy was so upset that she dropped some fries on the floor. It's yeah. you know, it seems like they're really committed to good uh, service there. I I love it absolutely. Um, my major compliment is that the uh, the devil seems nicer than other devils um, that I've seen in stories. Um, mm, favorite devil? 
In like uh, favor in media. Oh, going down to Georgia. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, he, gave, he gave away fiddles made of gold. Yeah, he, so he's like, look, I can just take your soul. I'm the devil. But what I really want is a fiddle off. And I just, <laughs> it's, he's also game. I just, I really enjoy the fiddle. Also, you know, I have. I mean, that's not what actually happens in that story, right? The thing about that story is the devil is in, the, in a bind and he was looking to make a deal. Right, so yeah, that's, that's he was true. way behind, and he was in a bind. Which is, but yeah. he didn't. Okay, sure, but he Think didn't about, just pop up to a guy and is like, who's like uh, hitting on somebody, and he's like, "I can make this work, but you'll regret it." He went to the best fiddler, and who it turns out was a like a pretty even match uh, up till the last minute. I mean, he it just. He really, he really played. He made that. I don't, I don't know. I just think a no, fiddle off is just the, a good, fun way for him to make a deal. It's the ultimate story of hubris, man. He was <laughs> behind, way behind. He needed to make yeah. a deal, and he went to the one guy. He could have went what? to the third best fiddler and yeah, sealed the deal for sure. Would have done it. He ends up no. losing. Like the devil ends up fucked at the end of that song. Like he also, why was he way behind? What was the devil doing instead of making like instead of getting the souls right? And also, who is he? Who is he accountable to? About <laughs> who is the <laughs> devil behind you in that song? I guess, Super I guess, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, it didn't. Wait. So, like in Faust, he's like, "I'll give you everything you've ever wanted in exchange for your soul." And so, I like that now he's gotten more frugal, where he's like, "Look, I can't just go around giving around everything." Uh, so I'm gonna try to just beat you fair and square and earn your soul. I just—he's just so much more game than he used to be. I don't know. I think you're reading into it, uh, like giving him a little more dignity than it sounds like. Because to me, it sounds like, "Hey, man, you got a fiddle? I'll play you for your soul." Like, <laughs> hey, come on, come on, come on, man. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He—he he was in a real bind. Uh, I'm way behind, and I'm looking to make a deal. Well, the. The sequel to the song where they play like three card red uh, for the soul is really good too. <laughs> I the, I would like so many sequels to that song. I just because the devil this isn't his only deal he's gonna make today. So he like loses to Johnny and he's like fine here's your golden fiddle and then he's he goes and finds the best ukuleleist and then he because the devil has to be pro, he has to be good at all of these instruments. He he found the best checker player. Uh, he's just he's out hustling. <laughs> he just has his whole bag of golden like objects. And yes. He's like, oh well, come on! I hope I hope I hope Parcheesi blade of gold doesn't. <laughs> so he's gonna earn this golden Parcheesi set. <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia's cinematic universe. It's honestly the best idea that's ever come out of this podcast. I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna be a good spinoff, which is like a demon went over to Fort Lauderdale. It's not as successful, but it's like it's still pretty fun. Yeah, Angel went to Stockton. <laughs> he was he was there for the cattle show. Turned out fine. I mean, arguably, I think you could you could probably argue that City of Angels is a spinoff of that same universe, basically, right? It's like Nick Cage Angel went down to Los Angeles. That's uh, true. That's probably yeah. Oh, I mean, that's her Iron Man. That's what we're yeah. starting with. We're <laughs> starting there, and we're building off that. You know. It turns out okay. He was uh, Alex. Good compliment. Thank you, Anthony. Close with that. What's your major compliment? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this the same exact compliment I gave uh, Princess Jellyfish, Ooh. which is I I started this not knowing anything about it. And mm-hmm. from the first few minutes, I made such a strong assumption about what the series was going to be 
what and even though I knew what the name of it was, I thought okay, so they're gonna somehow get to this title, but like it it just from the beginning it starts off so heavily committed to like this high fantasy conceit that yeah. I thought that's what the show was going to be. So by the end of the first episode, when we're in modern day Tokyo and he's working at like a McDonald's substitute, <laughs> I was just so surprised. That I I was delighted. I was like, I was so shocked. Like the first ten minutes of the first episode leans so heavy heavily into the mythology and like this very taking this very fucking seriously. Yeah. And I thought that's what the show was going to be. So when it like swerved, it swerved so hard that even anything I had a problem with, like I was just delighted because I didn't expect to end up here at all. And I, that was awesome. I very rarely does any stories give me that kind of surprise anymore. So I mean, I this definitely, if you were like, thinking yeah. high fantasy, that is a heavy swerve. Um, yeah. I was a little irritated by the heavy fantasy stuff because I had I chose to watch this with dubs instead of subs because I had laundry to do. And then they were just speaking in an other language that I had to tra- get it dubbed oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. They're all speaking in devil. I've got shit to do, guys. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's a real good, like, you either get on board or you don't kind of thing. Like, it's a, hey, we're only going to give you this fake language for the first 10 minutes, and then we're going to immediately drop it. Because they just learn English real fast. They do. Uh, So, like, I did kind of like, because I I had that same exact experience, but I was just very confused very early on. Am I doing something wrong? Am I picking the wrong stuff? I was like... They, I don't know if they are using a foreign language. I don't know if they invented a language or it's just gibberish, but they seem to have invented a whole demon language, which I thought was like wildly unnecessary and cool, I, you know? Here's my question to you guys. Is, is the way Anthony went into this, is this actually a better way to watch stuff where you look, you know zero things except for the title? Or is like, is this better if you're like, oh, I've heard this is a funny show... And it's about a, a guy working at McDonald's ripoff. Um, like, is is it more fun to be Anthony's level of naive? I think it's it's worth. I mean, that's the only version that's worth a story afterwards, right? Like, if you went into like seeing like uh, like twenty eight days later, thinking it was a sequel to the Sandra Bullock twenty eight days, like that's much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what percentage of people do you think had that experience? I hope. <laughs> I mean, at least I would 1%. say, I would say, yeah, at least one. Definitely, <laughs> a, there's a non-zero number. I mean, I think that, like, as a uh, for like this podcast examples in terms of like, if you if you, I don't keep up on anime very much, so like having that surprise is satisfying and unique. If I was really into it and I just want to in, ingest more anime into my face. Like, I don't give a fuck, right? Like, if that's if you're already just into this kind of, like, light novel, fun storytelling stuff, you're not going to care about that. It's really just more, like, for someone like me who is, like, has, like, preconceptions about anime series and doesn't want to get invested in stuff because you don't know how it goes or how long it's going to be for, like, the idea that this is a 13-episode self-contained story 
that I could watch and be surprised by was really cool. I thought I'm that gonna was say though, I think that is cool, but I'm gonna say, given like inspired by what Ezra just said, the, I think the better option it's not just to go in naive; it's to make a really strong assumption <laughs> when you go in. Like uh, I, I think I mentioned this before on the show, and my mom will probably be mad at me for harping on this, but she went into Lady Bird thinking it was about Lady Bird Johnson. It's great. And <laughs> if you just assume that, and you're like, I didn't know she was from Sacramento. I think you should just pick a thing that you're sure the movie is about, go into it that way, and then you can be surprised. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Infinity War and I was like, this is going to be about the uh, Iraq War, I get it. The oh, war I, thought, I assumed uh, it was a, a fight between two mathematicians over who first came up with the concept of Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> or just like two mirrors against each other bumping. Oh, yeah, it's just the two mirrors at the barbershop and they're just really trying to get at each other. <laughs> all right let's take a quick break uh to thank a meat buddy and we'll be right back to do some lightning bonus round so today's episode is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies we have a new meat buddy to thank uh today's new meat buddy is martin from germany who donated to the show this week thank you martin um thanks martin so as everybody knows when you donate to the show you get a choice of what we do in your thank you segment here's the little letter from martin since you're no longer handing out superpowers, mm-hmm. all right, all right, uh, that's true, we're not, that's hundred and something episodes ago. Um, but anyway, since you're no longer handing out superpowers, a pep talk would be great. I'm about to start a new job as a ramp agent at a big international airport, an occupation that has tragically little use for my skills as an erstwhile literature major. Please reassure me that I'm ready for the responsibility, bearing in mind that someday the plane... Uh, some someday the plane I won't make crash at takeoff just might be the one you're on. Love the show. Happy okay. to support it. I I got one first. Yeah. Diverse meet rampen grosser sign. So that should that should mean you're going to be great with ramps. I don't know if I did that right, <laughs> but this is an international incident. I'm sure whatever you just said was sexual <laughs> in some way. I I am a ramp donut. That's that's the Kennedy thing. <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah. I here's, here's what I'm gonna say. I have, I have a friend of mine uh, who's a lunatic. He's I, uh, <laughs> just a total psychopath. His name is Tim. You guys know him. Trust me, he's the Tim oh. thing. Oh, he, I know that he Tim. He used to work at an airport for a long time, and he's a crazy person. And he has so many stories about being high on drugs, doing shit at the airport, that it's just wildly irresponsible and could have gotten a lot of people killed. The point is, I have heard him go on and on about, like, the shit that they have let fly at the airport. And it's like, you know, talk to someone who looks, looks at, like, fast food and you're like, you guys sent that out. That is irresponsible. Imagine that times, like, 300 people's lives. So, like, that's the stories I've had him tell me about what, like, goes at an airport. And it's made me so terrified of flying. But I don't know I if that's think, helping. Um, I guess we no, I, if, I, I, I think I, you're I, going to be okay. The point is... You're better you're, than Tim. You're, yeah, you're better than Tim. You're going to do great. Like I, was... I trust you so much more than this fucking psychopath <laughs> who was employed for so much longer than he thought he should have been. He... I... W- I was actually going to mention another person that we all know uh, who worked at an airport, which is Adam. 
And oh, yeah. while Adam was working at an airport, a, he was helping refuel a plane. That's That was his job. And a uh, globule of jet fuel went down his, his gullet. He swallowed a mouthful of jet fuel on accident, and he was fine. So I guess uh, my point is that the airport is safer than you think it is, Martin. I think, Martin, you have a literature degree. Yeah. And you know what? That is a really, it's a really uh, narrative heavy setting in airport, you know? Mm. You got Sully, Flight, <laughs> Con Air. These are, you know, have captured our imagination. These stories are going to get in your, your head and body and you're not going to be working at that airport forever, you know? You're yeah. going to be writing, you're going to be creating on the, on the side hustle yeah. like we all do. And I think this is a great setting, great imagery. You know, yeah. it'll be good Look for at you, these different yeah. bags, making up stories about these it's, people and where everything is going. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you get all the jet fuel you can you can want. So like, <laughs> all the jet fuel you can drink. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, think of it this way: there's no other place you will ever work that if you just stopped wherever you were and took a nap, no one would question you doing that, <laughs> right? Because at an airport. People can just be sleeping or whatever. So, That's like, true. just take advantage of that, you know? Just also, if you, like, Wendy's, need some exercise. Yeah, just run. You can also run through the airport. No one thinks yeah. that's weird. Yeah. yeah. An airport's a good place to be, like, a real weirdo and have nobody question it. And every day, Cinnabon. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> you can so, drink whenever you want. I mean, that's pretty dope. I think you know? you're ready for the responsibility is our point, Martin. I think you can definitely handle it. So, uh, you got this, Martin. Good luck out there uh, hand, yeah. ha holding down your literature uh, uh, degree and, and working a regular job. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll crush it. So uh, thanks for coming I, to meet, buddy. I'm glad apparently airports uh, baggage claim or baggage thrower, whatever you A ramp agent. Oh, you're a ramp agent. Oh, never mind. You're not touching yeah, it's bags. Yeah, going to be great at ramps. Yeah, right, right. I remember now. Anyway, I, I'm glad your new I, job pays well enough to also throw money away on, on podcasts. So you're doing I great. I had a friend who worked at the airport uh, a few years ago. He got fired for taking one of the ramping vehicles up on two wheels. And I quote... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means. So I will tell you, don't do whatever that is. I imagine you'll see the vehicle and you'll see, like, I could probably get it up on two wheels. But I had a friend who got don't. fired. Four wheels. If you, all the wheels you have, you should use. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what does a plane do right before takeoff but a wheelie? That's how yeah. they work. But I, I, I literally had a friend fired for that one. So don't do that. All right. Don't, don't anyway. take the vehicle up on two wheels. Thanks, Martin. Your friends are interesting, Anthony. Uh, oh, I think a lot of fucked up psychopaths. So anyway, thanks for donating, Martin. Um, and actually, real quick addendum to this I want to do is um, I want to... We have some listener mail later on, and I'm just going to like work one in here because uh, Teresa from Dubuque, who was a uh, meet buddy some weeks ago, we gave a pep talk uh, to her about uh, gardening, starting a garden. And we actually gave, I thought, some decent gardening advice. And uh, she followed but up. all her plants died. No, she followed up with a picture of her garden. And it's super cute. And, oh, nice. Uh, that's delightful. Yeah, she said, uh, thanks for all the great gardening advice. I now have a cute little garden that's totally amateurish, but makes me smile every time I look at it. My advice to other gardeners, 
violets are very pretty, very cheap, and hard to kill. They'll fill the space next to the succulents very nicely. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hard to kill, like, relative, you know, like, for a No, fly. hard to like, kill, you can like, kill it like, with I think you mean like Van Damme, right? Like, like, hard target kind of thing. Where it's like, so it's like, all right, game on. Like, the most, the deadliest it's sport. Not indestructible. It's just, like, pretty good. I for said a fly. game on, Alex. <laughs> You can become a meat buddy and get great advice on whatever you're worried about or a pep talk uh, or any number of other thank you activities. Go to reddishyou.com slash meat buddies and you also get to vote on upcoming topics. Thank you to everybody who supports our show. And all you violets out there, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Watch your stamens. <laughs> Watch your stamens. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, and now it's time for lightning bonus round. We're going to the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this Lightning bonus round is our mini game segment uh, where we take questions and comments from our listeners that are related to the show or not. First up, Pando Calrissian on Twitter um, says, "Question: If you were making a show and had to come up with a name for a fast food restaurant that is definitely not McDonald's." <laughs> What would it be? Uh, Tom also on Twitter also suggested we come up with names for knockoffs of other franchises. So I'm going to combine both of those. Either a what's your fake McDonald's or what's an other fast food place ooh, that you ooh, would rip Can I go off. first? Yeah, please. Dick Monalds. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because, you know, yeah. Because it's got dick in it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you can make the arches pretty sexual if you wanted to. You could, yeah, if it was upside down, and then I think you just like I think you just fold the two ends of the M kind of in to make Ooh. the balls. Oh, <laughs> so a just very like, large lar- ball to to peen ratio. That's way off. <laughs> if I'm picturing well, what you're you, picturing, I'm sure someone likes it. It's a non-zero number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like going more generic and uh-huh. like like Burger House. Burger House, mm. sure. Yeah. You could also do Pizza House. You could do a whole chain of them. Um, um, I mean, oh, yeah. I, my, my friend uh, my friend Dylan uh, wrote this really great uh, graphic novel uh, called Burger Dude. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess in, in her honor, I'd love to have just like Burger Dude's House of Burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like Taco Simon is going to be my fast food place. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of nice. Because that also sounds like Siren, like, come and dash yourself on our carbohydrates. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think if I'm gonna just, gonna say, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just have beautiful women singing a nice taco song to bring people if I, in. If I could stay sexual, could I go taco balls? You, said? you could, yeah. <laughs> you can just add balls to any word you want, Ezra. <laughs> Great. I like Jack and the balls also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That was fun. Our balls. <laughs> I Carl really enjoy balls your Jr. new restaurant, the, the new up and coming restaurant, Steak and Balls. <laughs> <laughs> or is it balls and shake? <laughs> I think it's Ritz Chris stick balls. <laughs> well, I, I want to call my like. Can we deli actually? Can I hate on Ruth's Chris Steakhouse really quick before we? I have a real problem with Ruth's Chris. I just don't understand why Ruth owns a Chris. I know. I know. I know. New girl talked about this recently. <laughs> oh, really? So it's a problem. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it, yes. Well, it was because it was it was Coach's gym, but it was like a restaurant. It was like Coach's, and it was a gym J I M. It was like owned by. Coach owned gym, and they were like, "Why does Coach own a gym? Why does like Ruth like own the Chris?" You know, it's oh, like so, it's so problematic. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. I'm glad somebody else covered it. Good. Um, uh, Danny actually suggested on on Facebook, it possible is it possible that McDonald's is just the affiliate link? 
that gives Satan a percentage of each of your purchases. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real Amazon situation. It's definitely an Amazon. This is, uh, for uh, people who are newer to the program, we haven't done an ad for this in a little while because we had so many meat buddies. But if you go to Amazon.com, we own that. Uh, and then you just it redirects to Amazon, but we get a percentage of your purchase. So make sure if you're you shopping. Can redirect it faster, Alex. It would definitely get more money for us. Just you, for the record. Well, you think? Oh yeah, man. Uh, the five seconds to wait. Like I know what's going on. I almost want to stop. Oh really? I could because I could set that to anything. I just want to make sure because what happened before was when it was an instant, everyone thought it wasn't working. So, but that means that someone will do it accidentally and it will work. Well, but sure, yeah. but then they were like, we, they wouldn't bother to go back because they didn't know it was working. So I'll make it a two okay. seconds, see if that works. Yeah, I see if we can speed it up. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 All right, let's do it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Give me my, my time back, you know? Anytime, anytime you're shopping, it still works. We still appreciate it. I mean, it's still uh, one of the things besides me, boys, it really helps keep us afloat. Uh, so Amazon, A-M-I-N-A-Z-O-N.com every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, McDonald's every time you want to give Satan 2% of your burger. Um, and Victoria... I, I, I want to take Aminozon also. That seems like it's free. I, oh, really? Because they own Aminazon. They own the one with the A. Also, if and we were to I buy multiple like domains, also, it really cut into our profit. Go ahead, Anthony. Okay. Well, I was going to say, also, <laughs> in like this post-new you know, new user agreements era of the internet, let's have some fun with it, you know? <laughs> like we're constantly getting new stuff with new user agreements due to that yeah, yeah, yeah. GDP thing. That's just let's have some fun. Nope. Throw Amazon for a loop. Type it in wrong. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, get out there. Live your life. Alright, and then Victoria on Facebook said, if you found yourself in an other dimension on another world, how would you take over? And I really like this question. I, I was even thinking just if you showed up if you were like starting at 17-year-old boy in Tokyo, what's the fastest way to take over the world? Like what are your steps that you would do to take over the world? Hmm. Like do you think is politics the right way? Is business? Is it uh do you go for celebrity? You just try to be YouTube celebrity. Yeah. That's what you do. I you think do. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with like makeup tutorials and unboxings, yeah. and then you fucking get takeover. Then you go to reboxings. Yeah, <laughs> you're just boxing things. And then yeah, then you become a boxer. Um, yeah, I I do think YouTube celebrity is probably the closest. I mean, I don't know how close. If we were ranking how close PewDiePie is to taking over the world, um, mm, he hasn't further away than he used Poland to be. Yet. When once he does that, that's when we know we have a problem. <laughs> Well, this is also like five yeah. years ago. Oh my ago. god, this Alex, is... we made it into Poland. We did. We have, we're in Poland. We didn't invade. We we are up... closer than I realized. That's true. Uh, we were oh, briefly I got, I got in trouble book. with the Polish authorities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Joanna, thank you so much. I got I got the copy of uh, Chas Mumi. Yeah. Uh, and and the and the the one Zloty payment. Yes. Uh, it's pretty dope. I feel like a big shot. It is. And I still have not looked up what a Zoltoy, a Zolatoy is in dollars. I'm just keeping it. What's it in, what? Yeah, I don't know how to spend this Altoid, but I will what I can. <laughs> I'm assuming it is infinity dollars. Um, yeah, I, I do actually think this whole question is different five years ago because like, you would not have said um, reality show slash real estate well, fa- like, mean- like 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 failed casino business like it just it it changed the calculus on what it takes to take over the world 
But, I mean, isn't it still the same? So, like, if are you working with the same rule set that the devil is, that you only have really, like, one or two displays of magic left in you? Like, this idea of only having a finite... Like, if you showed up here and you had, like, an infinite pool of magic, that sure. would be very different than if, like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta pick my shots. I yeah, got so what are your... Yeah, you really get two magics. two moments, magic, you know? Uh, I do like a New Year's Eve thing. There's something to really bring people in. Because I'm I'm a big fan of, like, all you really got to do is Wizard of Oz people. You got to show people, like, two really good tricks, and they will think you have a billion of them. I mean, that's not a bad... I, I, you're almost going, like, cult as a direction here. And I do wonder, what's the... Yeah, like, what's the amount... What's the, like how how would you best could you do two magic tricks and build a cult off that if you oh, did it really oh, well? Oh. Absolutely. Can I, yeah. Can I actually can I do the um the uh, Connecticut Yankee uh, King Arthur's Court uh, play where I just like I wait until there's a solar eclipse I know about. Oh. Just, and then just say like, hey guys, I'm a powerful wizard, going to block out the sun soon. Uh, in and I you know use my almanac. Uh. And, you know, so take over the world with the power of the almanacs. I mean, that's pretty solid. They don't happen often enough to, like, really... Yeah, that's a problem. And also, in yeah. modern time, other people know it's coming because they can, like, map. Um, yeah, uh, okay. They probably, we, yeah. we can all agree that if you only have a limited source of magic, getting the black pepper fries up and running is not a good use of it. That is, <laughs> I don't know what his long game is, but that does seem it. like maybe not worth it. Cause, like, it if sounds you could, delicious in the short term, though, yeah. right? Yeah, no, but if you I, get fired from McDonald's, like you just start over at Taco Balls. <laughs> you got a plenty. Wait, we don't just hire just anyone at Taco Balls, all right? <laughs> well, at Ruth's Balls, that's more of at Chipotle Balls. <laughs> at Chipotle Balls, maybe they'd hire you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get another job. Uh, all right, that's lightning bonus round. I'm keeping it short today because I do have a couple other listening uh, listener mails that I want to read. Um, a couple of good things we have from before. So uh, one Austin wrote in uh, to say, uh, "This is a, what up, one Austin." What? His name one Austin. <laughs> one Austin wrote in. His name's yep. not one Austin. His name is Austin. Okay, uh, keep on going. Anyway, I'm sure that was great. Uh, I just didn't catch it. Um, so last week uh, we, were, we were talking about the royal wedding, and I uh, mentioned that I we couldn't watch the BBC version because I didn't have a VPN. Because I don't, I think it's weird to pay to steal things. And so Austin wrote in to clarify that it's not paying to steal. It's paying to get away with it, like buying a ski mask before a robbery or paying extra to have a gun with no serial number. Uh, I'm sure you know exactly what I am talking about. So, um, yeah, I just I appreciate that advice. I think that it does change how I think of it. And uh, I'm sure that thing, the thing about the no serial numbers is just a really relatable thing that we can all uh, we've all been there. Um, Here's the thing. Should we file numbers off of more things just in case? I do uh, all of my dollar bills. I've filed off the serial numbers. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks, Austin. I appreciate that. Uh, and then a couple, it's been a little bit. I've been trying to find a time to work this into the show. But uh, do you guys remember when we watched Gods of Egypt? Oh, yeah. How it was a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, we had a listener write in. Uh, who goes by the name of Mummified in Memphis. And uh, uh, they are uh, an actual Egyptologist who also watched what? Gods of Egypt. And so there are a couple of questions that came up in our Gods of Egypt episode, and they're going to offer some fun facts about it. And here's what's great. Um, 
Brian and, and or Brian Ezra, you were not here on this episode, um, right? I assume. Well, what am I thinking I, of? I, oh, I the did mummy. write a book about mummies though, a little bit. You did, <laughs> so I think that makes us experts. Bree, were you here on the Gods of Egypt episode? I had to watch uh, Tom Cruise and a mummy. Oh yeah, the Tom Cruise mummy, totally separate. Yeah. Man, I was reading somebody trashing that movie the other day, and it definitely seems like the world has all agreed on that movie being terrible. But I loved the Tom Cruise mummy movie. Well, Truly bizarre. I want you to think about something. A year ago, like last week, they announced the Dark Universe. Yeah. How many more movies do you think are going to come out from that? No, well, I was reading this in the context of there's a rumor of them like restarting the Dark Universe. Oh, for the third time? Yeah, and I'm so into it. I love monsters. Anyway, um, (laughs) you guys were not here for the Godzilla Egypt episode, but. so what's fun is you guys don't know uh, these that these questions came up, but because this podcast was uh, 20 weeks ago, I don't remember what they came up either, but I still think these are fun Egyptology facts. So um, first up, sphinxes. The sphinx in Egyptian mythology is always male. So Whoa. that clears that up. And a protector spirit, while in Greek mythology, it's female and kills people who can't answer its riddles. So the mm. fact that it's male oh. is accurate. But the riddle is just uh, is just because that's what everyone knows when it comes to sphinxes. So it wasn't yeah accurate that because we were oh we were, one of the things we were talking about was that the sphinx in that movie asks a riddle and they just like take fifteen or twenty guesses at it and then they get it right <laughs> and then they get to go through and I was like this is a real lax sphinx. Okay, well so that's the thing. Yeah, so that's like it's the Egyptian sphinxes uh, guys who like know that they have like a I guess a, a, a riddle association, so they feel like they're obligated to. But, like, they don't really, they're not sticklers. Yeah, I guess that's what's nice about them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Snakes, uh, goddesses with fire-spitting cobras, is canon in Egyptian myth. Um, uh, The little cobra on the headpiece you see in a bunch of cartoons and whatever is the goddess cobra that spits fire at your enemies, which is a pretty cool hat. Yeah, no argument. A (laughs) fire-spitting snake hat? That's pretty rad. Um, That would win you a lot of fans at the royal wedding. Uh... The shape of the world. In terms of myth, the earth and sky were a pair of gods, but in terms of what they actually believed, the Egyptians knew that the earth was round. So, oh, that's pretty rad. Well, all right. Good, good, for, good them. for them. Yeah. I mean, I assume we, well, you know, jury's still out on that one, right? We don't actually know I which mean, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, wouldn't it be fun if, like, Egyptians somehow time-traveled to, de- to today and they were like, you guys are, you're going the other way on this? You guys are like, <laughs> you're starting to talk about it the other you guys, we didn't know anything, and we knew that. Yeah, I mean, we agree with you that, like, slaves are totally kosher, but, like, we at least knew the oath was found. <laughs> uh, uh, also, fun fact uh, um, about the gods being gay. There's an, uh, there's an Egyptian myth about Horus tricking people into thinking he had sex with Set, and it's supposed to be humiliating for Set because he was a bottom. So... Huh. I don't remember what question that we raised about that, but but apparently fun, that was relevant. Fun fact about Set. Um, <laughs> I think about, he's just sending us his own fan fiction at this point. About the, How come the, there isn't more uh, heretical fan fiction? Yeah, you know. Yeah? But, uh, I guess I kind of answer my own question there. <laughs> yeah, the word heretical. Also <laughs> yeah. on God's. Uh, lastly, on the, the subject of God's getting drunk, there's another Egyptian myth about how Sekhmet got super angry and started killing everything. But then the other guards started, God started dumping out tons and tons of beer, dyed red to look like bu- blood. So she drank the blood beer 
and then she got wasted and stopped killing everything. That does seem like a good idea. That is some <laughs> so ma- good friends. Yeah, friends don't let friends kill sober. Yeah, you got. <laughs> you like look, look. We don't want you to kill everything. What have we noticed? You sure are drinking lots of blood. Um, have we got a beer for you? I don't know. That's, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of that's uh, that's kind of the Jesus trick, right? Uh, turning, turning blood into. Well, I guess, yeah, uh, I think it's water into wine, wine into blood. Water into, but then he's like... He turned water into wine, and then the Catholics were his, like, we're going to turn our wine into blood, which is a way weirder direction. Okay, well, so it's just the natural evolution, that, of you turning blood back into beer. Uh, sure. Yeah, it all comes full circle. It was guys. definitely going to happen. Anyway, th- thank you for the long email, Mummified Memphis. Uh, sorry it's taking me so long to mention it on the show. I really do appreciate all that fun stuff. Uh, so, um, the end of the email was sorry for my inability to stay quiet when someone talks about Egypt. Uh, no apology necessary. M I M. You, you get some. You got all these fun facts. You share them. And then, lastly, one more tiny thing. Um, uh, back in episode 325, we reviewed The Sting, and it was a sponsored episode for Ian. And uh, we got this incredible e- uh, email this week. I believe this was pronounced Ian, right, Ezra? I, I'm. 120% sure that whatever you say it will be wrong <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, on the name side I think everything else will be like heartfelt and true but I think the name no matter what you get it's like it's um it's just, this is sort of like a like a quantum kind of theory type thing where it's like it won't like it's as soon as you say it it will be the opposite <laughs> oh yeah oh no that's that's my own fault well anyway mm. I believe uh that e-o-i-n was like an irish spelling of ian and i believe that's what we were told at the time anyway it's been a minute and i should have double checked before we got here and i did not um but anyway uh ian wrote a really really wonderful email about that sponsored episode and how it came through during a particularly difficult time in their life and really helped out and we have a rule or i have a rule i guess that i don't read positive emails on the show um be- but uh i just wanted to uh mention here i don't know it just yeah it feels self-indulgent so uh yeah, we so do get you the- want to hear emails read on the show be as negative as possible make sure you send them <laughs> just the I most mean, hateful fucking emails you can to alex let them podcast at readdeshweep.com yeah i mean if you send a compliment it just feels like i mean i appreciate i read them all i respond to most of them um i just don't i just feel like i don't want to like waste everyone else's time like look someone's nice to me yeah i like it um, uh, I, I think I think it's a good. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like this approach. Yeah, uh, I just keep yeah. it. I just keep it inside. Keep it bottled, in, keep it bottled up. Yeah. But I did just want because uh, uh, this letter from me, uh, Ian was just so wonderful, and uh, so I just wanted to to thank uh, thank you for reaching out. And as we've said before on the show, and I did send it along to everybody who was on that episode. So uh, and everybody really appreciated reading it. Um, and I guess as I so, so if you want to if you want to know positive feedback, uh, you have to actually be on the show. <laughs> Well, I, it was, yeah, I guess it would be weird to send it to people who, like, if I'd send it to Brie and, like, look, someone liked me. I don't know. It just feels braggy again. <laughs> the point is, uh, thanks for the email, Ian, and um, we've had a few people before say, and I, I think I've said this before on the show, like, that we didn't start this uh, to help people, because if we had, really inefficient way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, in fact, we'd probably still do it if we hurt people. Yeah, that's honestly. my we, favorite we thing li- to say, we like, yeah. we like doing it enough. Yeah, this um, is for us. Um, but if it did help, we really are thrilled that it helped out. So, And we're glad you're doing yeah. better now. And uh, so, and anyone else going through any tough times, listen to our episode where we riff on The Sting. Really gets you through it. Um, yeah, or, I mean, maybe pay us some money. That seemed to help in some cases. Yeah, it's true. It got a garden built, and... Uh, 
I don't we you know, we complimented Martin. I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of feel like we're doing a good job. Here. Or we convinced Martin to drink jet fuel. I don't know if that was a great one. Um, okay, well, well, the jury's out. Uh, jury's out. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our mailbag. So you can always send us an email podcast at redistrict.com or Facebook or Twitter or anywhere else if it's uh, or just mention my name on your blog. I've got Google alerts set up. The point is, if you're talking about me, I'll hear it. And if it's not positive, I might share. So uh, now it's time for a compliment sandwich to close our mini our minor compliment. We're going to reverse order. Anthony, what's the last nice thing you're going to say about the devil's a part timer? Uh, here's what I can say. So I watched uh, the first three episodes with my wife. So mm-hmm. I, I watched the episodes, and you're still together. Simple yes. compliment. Uh, no, I I will say I watched the first three episodes, and then the other episodes you sent me were later on in the uh, mm-hmm. series. And the third episode ends with a cliffhanger, and my wife said she didn't want to watch the rest of the episodes. Because it jumped, she was so into like the premise and the find show, out. she yeah. wanted to find out what happened from the next episode on, and didn't want to jump through. So watching her get interested in the series was nice. cool. Like I, I got interested. I had to watch the rest of them. Yeah. So we could talk, which we didn't even talk about. That we much. didn't because I, didn't I really changed need... my. Mind. I I sent you those yeah. assuming I would watch those, and then I got I was like, uh, I should just keep going. Yeah, I if if I had the time, I would have watched this. I mean, that's probably the best compliment I can give. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to finish this 13 episode series instead of only like the six episodes I watched. No. I'm going to finish all 13 with my wife probably this week, and nice. that's cool. That is a great compliment. Um, I we've talked on Cowboy Bebop and on Princess Jellyfish that uh, I, I did say I would possibly go back and. Jury's still out on that one as well. Anyway, uh, my compliment, my minor compliment is uh, I really admire adaptability. Uh, and I do, like, I like we've talked, definitely we've talked about this already, but, like, I feel like if this was swapped and, like, we got dumped into an alternate dimension, we just, like, had to get a job shoveling hay for the devil, I would just not. I would just fail at that and die. And so the pluck of somebody to be like, well, it seems like people care about money in this world, so we have to find money. And uh, and I guess I guess a way to make it a more specific comment is also I do find uh, his partner who's like in charge of the household finances and is being very thrifty. I think that guy's funny. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. that dynamic. I enjoy the thrifty partner. Um, so enjoy adaptability and thrifty partners. That's my minors. Uh, Ezra, minor compliment from you. Close us out. Um. Yeah, I should do this fast. My, my laptop, I didn't, I made the bold choice to not plug in my laptop, and mm-hmm. so it's at 8%. Ooh, so living we dangerously. Wrap this one up. I think I we're going to make it. Uh, I don't. Uh, so my uh, my favorite thing, uh, I think one of my favorite tropes that this uh, uh, show does um, is the, uh, uh, like, the unlikely team up. Yes. I really, really love team up moments. I was going to um, compliment this, and I didn't because I know it's your favorite thing. Oh, God, it's so good. And like so, so I yeah, saved I mean, like, it for I, you. I, Thank you. X-Men 2, I think it's just like a really great team-up moment uh, with Magneto and, and Xavier. I just Anytime you can have like enemies who are forced to work together for some uh, period of time, yeah. it's one of my favorites. Because I just, I like... Having written I like with people- Ezra before uh, on multiple <laughs> projects, every story, there's a point where he's like, do you think we could have the enemies team up and have to work together for a period of time? <laughs> it's just so good. I Because uh, I love... I love uh, I love conflict that you can't actually just like resolve and you just have to like sort of sit with the other person. Yeah. Um, like that idea of like, you know, like it basically if people are like battling, but then they like, you know, get stuck in like an elevator together for a while. Like that's the fun thing for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, 
big big fan. Uh, I I would see more of it. I, I do also like enemies falling in love. Uh, so just any anytime people are should not get along but kind of have to. Uh, that's that's a good thing. And this me. was like they were team like unlikely. They had to te- join forces to fight an other unlikely pairing of demon and bishop. So you got to see both of them at the same time. And then oh, yeah. what if the four of them had to defeat a greater evil? Oh, just keep on, yeah, stacking up. I just want, like, you know, and then, like, yeah. So then, 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 the ten, and then like, eight show. of them have to, and then 16 of them have to team up together. It's just like, it goes, like, yeah. Exponential. <laughs> the powers of two. Yeah, exponential team ups. Oh, man. It could be just like, X, it, that's what X Men 2 stands for, is exponential. <laughs> exponential. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, uh, uh, I, that's that's what I've decided. I'm going to go into X Men, and I'm just going to assume it's about exponential growth of men. <laughs> X two, yeah, it's just, yeah, solving for X. Okay, seven percent. All right, Let's keep going. All right. for our show everybody thank you so much for listening uh we're gonna be back again next week next week we are talking about predator Ooh, no okay um it's june it's june and so it is officially welcome to the june goal on read it and weep um i'm very excited about this month uh so uh and the meat buddies overwhelmingly voted for us to watch predator first so we are going to get to the choppa this week. I'm, I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. Um, seems uh, to be happening be in the jungle. <laughs> it goes with, you know, we, we talked a lot in the um, Hunt for Red October episode about, like, uh, John McTiernan's that run between Predator Die Hard oh, and yeah. Hunt for Red October. Going back to the beginning of that run. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm this is gonna be fun. I'm excited for it. I actually, I am, I really want to watch Congo, and so I do need more Meat Buddies to vote for it because it's currently languishing in like fifth place, like just out of the room. Oh, you gotta like, do Congo. I love I like Congo the, so much. Alex, you, Alex, you set up a voting system, um, but people, you're trying to convince people to pay you money in order to outvote um, me. Yeah, exactly. If you <laughs> if you want to take like I'll make choices and they you won't necessarily like them, but if you want to come in and, and have a vote or I guess like now I want you to pay to vote with me. That's what I really want. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I think this is But the, I do think it's not usually how ballot stuffing works. I do think it's funnier if people the people who pay uh, for the show do it to undermine me. I think that's a fun well, system. Too. Well, yeah, okay. you, well, this was our this was our like to pull back the curtain a little bit when we first started accepting 5%. sponsorships. I know, but when we first started ex- accepting sponsorships, as our creative idea was, no one will pay us to be happy, but they will pay to torture us, and it was so <laughs> correct. So true. So uh, please, Meat Buddies, get in there and vote for Congo because I really want it to win. There's some other really fun stuff that might be chosen. Um, uh, people were way more excited to watch, have us watch the 1995 Jumanji than the 2017 Jumanji 2 Welcome to the Jungle. Which was good. I but really enjoy, would recommend for a good time. I, I would love the, oh. to watch the 95 Jumanji. Uh, but we could also watch, then if we did that, we could watch Welcome to the Jungle in the Rocktober. So that's an option. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, inexplicably, the 1997 Brendan Fraser George of the Jungle uh, yeah, got a strong number of votes. FYI. Um, so anyway, all of that and more coming up in June. Goal. Uh, thanks again to Martin from Germany for becoming a meat buddy, and to all of our meat buddies. Uh, you can become a meat buddy at Redish Whip.com slash meat buddies. And every time you buy something, please go to Amazon.com. A M I N A Z O N. Thanks for being here, Ezra Fox. Yep. Uh, and at Anthony Lopez Part Two. 
It's always a pleasure. And uh, Bree Pruitt, at Bree Pruitt. Thank you so much for joining us again, Bree. Thank you, Alex. Uh, It's been been so fun. I would love to talk more, but Ezra's about to die. So (laughs) we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye.